Hello and welcome to episode 237 of Lapsed Gamer Radio. Uh, I am Nick and I am joined this week by Chazzy, Andy and Mark. How are you guys doing? Super, thank you for asking. Doing very well, thank you. Hi, doing very well. Yep. Good, good, good. Good to see you all again. Um, or hear you at least. Um, it's been a while since we've had this many people on the podcast. Um, and we are here tonight to talk about to induct another game into the Laps Gamer Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very eclectic bunch so far. We've got Half-Life 2, Batman Arkham Asylum and Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. But tonight we are going to induct our newest game into the Hall of Fame so far, which is 2016's Firewatch. Fucking hell, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I feel old. 2016, do you? (laughs) Yeah, because it only feels like five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel that long ago that like, but like, uh, I remember more like the lead up to it coming out, but Mm. more than it actually Mm. coming out. Um, Lots of like Jeff Gersman interviewing the developers and saying, "What is Firewatch?" Uh, <laughs> it seems like it was only yesterday. Fucking yeah, hell, seven years. Because they couldn't really explain, like, yeah, because it was quite ambiguous. Yeah, like, wasn't yeah. It, in its marketing. Yeah, they couldn't really give away what the game was without, mm. like, spoiling it. Um, yeah. And so. <laughs> A lot of a lot of the interviews and stuff was them talking around what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for a lot of people I think as well, like I remember it being in some kind of PlayStation montage indie montage. Uh yeah. and just being completely sold on the graphics. Mm. I wasn't really <laughs> I didn't really care what the gameplay was, I just wanted to play this pretty game. Mm. Um but yeah, I guess I I guess we're about to embark on the quest of uh, describing Firewatch without spoiling it too much, and then going full on spoiler mode. Firewatch was released in 2016, February 2016. Uh, it was developed by an indie studio called Campo Santo, yeah. um, and it is their only game um, because their follow-up game was cancelled when they were bought out by Valve. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, they moved to Valve, didn't they? Yeah, um, it's, and then a lot of the team members are from the. You may know the Idols Thumbs podcast. So I, I've no of it. I've never listened to it. Very, very good. It was probably one of my top three ever like podcasts I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm, but right. it, they were very, very cerebral. But also, a lot of their podcast was made during the time of making this, mm. and it's was interesting that- knowing their sit playing this game and then seeing some of their thought processes from the podcast being brought into this like i'll, I'll explain later but yeah there's a few little kind of in jokes and um bits was and steve gainer on that podcast as well yep, steve gainer sean right. vanneman chris remo yeah um so lots yeah. of walking simulator people this is it this is it. So yeah, they're all uh, they're all friends. Like I think Nils, the programmer as well. Nils, sometime he, he was a sometime contributor as well. So yeah, mm. but yeah, no. So yeah, it, it, this for me was one of those games where it's like all the people I love listening to are making a game. I must get this. It sounds awesome. And yeah, so I was I was I was very hyped for it from from the from the get go. 
but yeah, Campo Santo. So what ended up with them is they all then moved to um, uh, Valve. And well, then, they announced a, a game. Yeah, this is it. It was going to be like an archaeological sort of uh, based around Egypt. Yeah, right. it's uh, I can't what it's called. Yeah, I have to find out what it's called. Um, it's name here. I know, but I could. Uh, what's it called? Their second game. Yeah. In the Valley of the Gods. Sorry, yeah, in the Valley it. of Gods. That was it. Mm. Um, development. Uh, so uh, we're already getting a bit ahead of ourselves talking about the upcoming game. But it's. Just, but it's. Yeah, I guess it's nice to talk a little bit about the developers. Mm. Um, yeah, they they got bought. They got acquired by Valve while they were making this game in the Valley of Gods. And then instantly everybody was moved on to different projects, uh, yeah. like Half-Life Alex, Dota Underlords, uh, Steam just itself. Got assimilated. And, yeah, the game has been put on... on uh, the, the development has been on hold, apparently, since 2019. But Oof. I did see that as of February of this year, it does have a release date on uh, Steam of 2029. 2029? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they added a... 2029 release date. That's right. that's not real. That's just no, that's just a placeholder Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why would they update it? That's so, what nobody knows. Probably yeah. just someone with Valve fucking with you. Yeah, they like to play with stuff like that as well. So, yeah. I guess we'll see in six months, six years time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, sorry, we've, we've got we've, sorry, we've I was... dragged you off course already. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was too busy. Just I'm getting dragged all over because I also just witnessed a police chase outside my house. That was oh wow, yeah. Literally, I heard a siren go past, and I was like, "That's not normal." So I checked the um, doorbell footage, and there's like a car goes racing past, and then a cop car with blues and twos on follows. So <laughs> if there's anything like, watch, don't go out and check it. Check yeah. to see what's going on. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, I've got my first quest. I've got to go and ch- see what's going on with the police yeah. chase outside. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Campo Santo. Um, yeah, this is the first and so far on the game. And I guess anything that they make from now on is just going to be part of the Valve. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Valve um, sphere. Zeitgeist. Valve. Um, Non-release schedule. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, Valve so anyway, do you still yeah. put out games though. Yeah, Half Life Alex came out. Dota mm-hmm. Underlords. It's a, I mean, they they put out free to play games. Counter Strike Two is a thing, right? Yeah. They came out recently. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. They just well, don't. Boy, you know. They just don't really put out non VR paid games anymore. They just don't like <laughs> making people pay for things unless no. it's microtransactions, I guess. Yeah. Or a virtual reality game. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so it came out in February 2016, and by the end of the year, it sold a million copies. Um, did you all buy this when it first came out, or did you get pick it up along the way? I did the silly thing of buying it on when it first came out, then not actually playing it, and then playing it <laughs> later. Nice standard, <laughs> which is what I've done yeah. with Oxen Free Two. So I isn't have that kind of just too. what this isn't that kind of just what this podcast is about, though? Yeah, this is it, right? So I did the full lapse mm-hmm. gamer thing of yeah, like I say, I've done it with Oxen Free Two, <laughs> did it with this, but yeah, once it, 
thing is, is with these kinds of games, I, I, I like to. I've got to be in the mood, if that makes mm. sense. And there's a certain atmosphere that I like to be in, sort of one in the morning mm. to, you know, four <laughs> in the morning. Little bit too tired in the dark, just playing mm. through like I don't know three hours of this or whatever. Yeah, but what you know is my kind of walking simulator time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mark, did you play this day one? I played this game for the first time this past weekend. Wow! Mm. Are you uh, like I want to? I want to? I want to induct this game into the LGR Hall of Fame. Like, I haven't played it before, but I heard really good things. It's it definitely must be worthy of going into the Laps Gamer Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, so I Christ. shall play it as it's on Game Pass, and I played it this past weekend wow. for the first time. Nice. Well, so okay. I messaged you in the DMs, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" The like the first five minutes is a proper punch in the gut because yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what happened. Said that. No, I'd, I'd already kind of primed you on that. Is like, yeah, the first bit is, it's like, you know, there's. The intro to up and then this, you know, yeah. I'll, run, I'll run a par. I love the way the intro to this is done. I mean, are we just jumping straight in? Um, or is, have you got a bit more, Nick, before we uh, start cracking on? Wow. Let, 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 him I'm, cook. let him cook. I'm sorry. I am still shocked that Mark has <laughs> only just played this this week. I'm this genuinely shocked. Um, okay. Um, so, I just I, never the question is, did you like it enough? It's, it, we, we should be inducting it. That's just the question. We'll come on to that. Yeah, <laughs> I have, that, I, have yeah. I have thoughts. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those games that, like, I don't know. It's just sat on my on my like backlog for a long time. Like, um, uh, you know, games that are very highly regarded, like uh, the 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 boat insurance game. Um, <laughs> you know the one. What's it called? The boat Obra insurance Den. game. Oberdin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, the see the communist cop CRPG. Oh, uh, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Um, yeah, like that are just in my backlog, and I just haven't, you know, yeah, dug into them yet. There's only so many hours in the day. This is it. Um, Excuse to play it. Yeah, and I have to start my sixth or seventh (laughs) character in Baldur's Gate (laughs) Three. Yeah. I mean, you have to put hours into it's Destiny. It happens to us all. Yeah, it. It's not even that anymore. <laughs> I've uh, fallen right off on Destiny. Oh, Play boy. that once a week, maybe. Um, <laughs> I got it on sale. Andy, when you got it on sale? Yeah, I got it on sale. And if... That's how Andy gets all of his games. Yep. That's it. Because he's a cheap Smart. bastard. That's it. Oh, yeah. I got I got my copy even cheaper. <laughs> You, did you steal it? I didn't steal it. I got you it wouldn't, for free. You wouldn't download a Firewatch. Hold on. PlayStation Plus or something? <laughs> no. Um, so, story time. Um, back in the early days of 2016, um, I Cast was... your minds back. Cast your minds back. It's Brexit hasn't happened yet. No the referendum is, is, is going to be a thing. Trump hasn't COVID, been elected yet. No one ever heard of it. Yeah, exactly. It was a good time. Um, and yeah, I was chatting to uh, the wonderful Andy Brown from Codec Moments. Downtown Andy Brown? Downtown Andy Brown. Uh, and he was saying how they were they had a couple of review codes for this new hip upcoming game, Firewatch. Um, 
and they they got one for PS4 and one for PC because the PC version had uh, some special features, but they didn't have a gaming PC to try it out on. So uh, they asked me if I would um, play the game through and just give them a couple of paragraphs for their review on CodeitMoments.com. So I jumped at the chance because I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Um, So I got a review copy technically. So... Nice. Wow! Yeah, nice. take everything I say with yeah. a pinch of salt or something. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> You're still getting royalties from seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I, I, if anyone wants to go back and read my couple of paragraphs on the PC feature uh, of that was cool in Firewatch, go check out codecmoments.com's review of Firewatch from seven years ago. Mm, nice. Uh, Anyway, uh, I I think I've whetted everyone's appetite enough. Uh, Let's move into the story. So, um, Firewatch opens with a text-based sequence uh, explaining who you are going to be playing as in the game. You're a guy called Henry uh, who meets and falls in love uh, with a woman. and spends a life together and oh my word um this... say, you make that sound so <laughs> uh, i don't know like so so rope but actually the way that it, this is done with the it's like yeah. a choose your own adventure where you get to choose statements um it will say things like henry's drunk in a bar and he meets you know such and such and how does do he you, wander do, over how and do you wander over and, yeah this is it how do you wander over and talk talk to mm. her and like you can be yeah, drunk and, and there's unintelligible or you know. and there's literally no difference between anything you pick because everything ha- everything is predetermined as to how it'll end up there's no way of getting a different sort of ending you just choose sort of the things that don't really matter mm. so like uh one point you decide you and her decide to get a dog together and you get to choose which dog there's two dogs to pick from uh, and you get to choose which dog yeah um which did you choose mark for what which choice the dog dog choice the so dog um or I, I got bucket and bucket yeah was bucket the beagle or whatever yeah 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 i picked bucket yeah i got bucket yeah you, yeah yeah Everyone got Bucket. Bucket's a good one. Um, so yeah, effectively, this guides you through a story um, where uh, his Henry, who is the bloke you play as, uh, wife contracts early onset dementia and slowly goes downhill and downhill. Um, and so you effectively decide to uh, take on being the job of being a fire watch lookout uh, yeah. in America to kind of get away from an escape sort of yeah. reality. It I does suppose, an amazing job of like setting up a character, but also um, developing the kind of emotions, but also being quite rather than being like this good, this bad, it sets up Ooh. this weird gray area where you can see he's. Uh, like Henry is kind of disassociating himself from yeah. the whole situation yeah. and is doing bad things, but you also, which you don't like, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine anyone likes, but also like you can understand entirely why he's gone off the rails, but should be looking after his, you know, his partner yeah. and stuff. And I think it's set up that the partner, like the parents, t- like parents turn up from Australia 
and to kind of take her away back to Australia because you can't yeah. look after yourself or her properly because you're in such a state. Yeah. And it kind of, that's why you're, and but what's lovely is these, these moments of like choose your own adventure tech, like text adventure or into like kind of smash cut to you walking through the forest and on your hike to your firewatch tower. So it's just all Ooh. this lovely bit, lovely, lovely world building and kind of emotional setup. And that's what I love about this start. Like it absolutely broke me when I first played it. It was just, yeah, it's, it's heavy, heavy stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a really lovely way to like, like set up the character and kind of why you want to go out and be so isolated. Yeah, and I think it does a very good job as well of making you feel like you have some kind of ownership over the character mm. that you're portraying, even though actually it's just completely superficial. It doesn't really affect the character deep yeah. down. You just yeah. kind of get to choose your spin on, on who you want Henry to be. Yeah. Uh, listening through the audio commentary, it was also the first implementation of um, the procedural music in the game. So as you're making your choices, I think it's five pieces of music that they wrote for those interstitials that are text yeah. bit, bits and then as you click on certain statements the music will rise or fall or go into different right. sections and really play with the kind of emotional uh, route through that story so yeah it's really clever use of audio as well so yeah just uh, I think the, the, the intro to this is absolutely fascinating just on its own but yeah like I say brilliant waves just setting up like you say setting up the character and getting you really involved with them off the bat really quickly yeah yeah no definitely mm. um so yeah uh you go through this procedural uh this um choose your own adventure story and make your way to your firewatch tower where and you arrive there uh and notice there's a walkie-talkie uh and there is a woman on the other end who introduces herself as delilah um and you'll get to know more about delilah later on um <laughs> So yeah, basically there is effectively no one else you really interact with in in hu- kind of human form. Mm. Uh, yeah, not directly, no. not directly, not directly. Yeah. Well, directly, you see other at distance. you see other humans yeah. and you talk to other humans, but you never meet other humans. Should we no. say you never face to face with another person? No, and I think mm. Delilah is the only other voice you hear in the game. Second well, you're never face to face with Delilah. Mm. No, you never face. Yeah, you never face to face with Delilah, and you also do hear the teens as well. You speak to the teens. Yeah, um, yeah. You shout at them, but I don't think they shout they back. They speak back. Yeah, they shout do back. They, they hurl. Okay, they yeah. hurl a bunch of abuse cool. back. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, um, you get to the tower and you go to sleep, and you wake up the next day to do some fire wardening. Um, so the first thing that happens is you. Um, Delilah spots some fireworks um, being shot, set off, uh, and yeah. you have to go and uh, investigate, investigate, I suppose, and you find out that... Yeah, because everything's so dry, so you have to go yeah. off and kind of like, you know, you're, you're being the park ranger because there are no park rangers. Yeah, I mean, or... I guess I should explain to anyone who doesn't really understand the job of a park ranger, but basically in America, uh, in massive national forests and national parks... Um, particularly during like the 50s to 80s, I guess, um, there was a, a massive fear of um, wildfires. So they would literally, they built 
fire lookout towers and they would hire volunteers to basically spend the entire summer um looking for fires and and trying to um you know tackle them and squish them before they got out of control Um, delilah says it's your job is literally to sit on a deck chair and look out the window yeah and shout fire (laughs) basically yeah um so yeah you you go and investigate these yeah just yeah in a park yeah yeah Yeah, so you're going to investigate these fireworks So you're going to investigate these fireworks uh, and you find out there's a couple of teens uh, drinking and uh, in a boat letting them off and you tell them to stop, basically. Yeah, so um, um, you come across their clothes in a clearing around a campfire yep. that they shouldn't have set. You know, you go round the corner and then there's more clothes discarded. You realise they've been skinny, skinny dipping in the lake. Um, you become more anxious about that whole situation and then, like you say... They're very. They're just silhouettes in the distance on an on an island, in the middle of this lake, setting off fireworks, and then you yeah. have an interaction. Um. So yeah. Um. That happens, and then you. That's pretty much it, isn't it, for that day? Yeah, pretty much. Like you. Yeah. So, with that interaction, there there are many ways you can kind of. Um, how did you um. Uh. Basically, uh, interact with the teens. Did you? Because obviously they're I set threw their fucking. I threw their box. fucking jukebox in the. I Ooh. threw it in the lake. <laughs> yeah. So that's what most people do. There are other ways. Fuck of doing your like boombox. Taking their stuff, taking their clothes. You can just walk off with all their clothes. Yeah, that seems a bit creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's. I think there's a few other ways of like you can scare them off and stuff. But yeah, they're basically whatever you do is antagonistic towards these two quite mouthy mm-hmm. drunk um, couple of girls. Yeah. Having a wonderful time skinny dipping in the lake, but also, like you say, give you a load of grief. So yeah, that is quite a pivotal moment for reasons later on. So yeah, and then yeah, you you get you have that interaction, and then like you say, you're kind of that's your first big first day, and back to the tower. Mm. I think it's kind of what's lovely yeah. is obviously you get this is your first bit of exploration in the world as well on your yep. own. Which is, um, yeah. you know, a, a big part of this game is they let you just wander and give you that feeling of isolation and that feeling of kind of like exploration, but also, you know, they like letting you know that this is vast and mm. you, well, there's nothing to help you, in inverted commas. You know? I don't know. I mean... I think one of the things playing it back again that I struck me was how small the map was. Mm. I think um, it gives a good sense of depth the first time you play it, potentially. Yeah. But there's a lot of sort of invisible walls, and you quite. It's a very linear game. It's not like a nice one where you could go off and explore all the forests. There yeah. is a set path and a track you're meant to follow, and you can't mm. really deviate from that. So no. interestingly, like, um, it, did you notice that the the map is in? How how would I say? It's, you don't go out to a mini map. The mini map is in world. Yeah. So you pull out a map, and that is a. The guys at Camposanto on the Idle Thumbs podcast are massive fans of Far Cry Two, yeah. and so that that was a nod to their love of Far Cry Two. So it's like a literal. I mean, 
I guess someone has to be a fan of Far Cry 2. This is it. So got that. <laughs> uh, lots of people are fans of Far Cry 2. Actually, it was it did a, yeah, it did a lot. Of, it did a lot of very interesting, immersive things that the franchise yeah. completely abandoned with Far Cry 3 and the subsequent yeah uh, installments. Like the, that's the whole malaria mechanic, like you say. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. Everything was in world gun jamming, that kind of stuff. Ooh, the propagation yeah. of fire as well in in um, in Far Cry 2. There's sort of nods to that in the way that the fire propagates later in the, in the game and stuff and um, yeah that that kind of yeah it's um there's a lot of there's even the um you get a oh, spoiler but you get a de- detector later on in the game and that is the same as the detector in far cry 2 so it's like those are these lovely little nods that they've that sort of put in that um you know from things that they've chatted about on the, on the podcast and stuff so yeah as a, as a fan that was a lovely little like sort of oh i know why they've put that in there it's great. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next day, um, don't there just, is. Don't, don't, uh, sorry, doesn't something happen on the end of the first day? Don't you find like um, maybe place you, you come back to? Yeah, you, you have towers ransacked, and there's a shadowy figure. Oh, is that the first day? That's the same day, isn't it? Yeah, like as you're Break going the back, there's yeah. the guy up on the on the the ridge, the ridge with the torch. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I thought that was. And then the you get back, day. and your typewriter's been chucked out the window, and someone's stolen yeah. your bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just a bit creepy, like you say. Yeah. It's Scooby Doo. <clears throat> it's all silhouettes and. Yeah, you know, like I say, pe- creepy people with torches, and then you've been broken into, and it's all just a little bit unsettling. And like you say, it's your first day, and why is why is this happening to me? Happening to me all at once, you know? Uh, well, that's it. Bed sheets. That low level people. creeping panic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then on the second day, um, Delilah sends you to try and figure out why um, some telephone poles have been broken. Um, not yes, the wire. wires. You, yeah, wires have been no, broken, so you've got no way to like phone out. Have you? Maybe a tree's been blown down or something on it. So you go out and look and find it's been cut, mm. which obviously mm. again increases sort of the spoopy nature of it. Um, trying to you know give you something. Uh, you start freaking out a little bit. Um, and on the way back, um, you find an old backpack with a disposable camera in it okay do you not remember that chazzy yeah no i do but I, oh yeah i think i might have found that later but yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah. fair enough <laughs> pretty sure it's there yeah, yeah um there's also a note from the teens when you find the light so it's adding that yeah. depth into it but it's almost like misleading you down the teens have done it as a bit of yeah. a revenge thing yeah because there's no yeah like you say because the the teens at some point say like mm. you know you're creepy they you're creepy and you know we'll get you for this and blah blah yeah. blah, blah, blah again scooby-doo but um yeah carry on it yeah um so that all happens um and then you find the t so you find the teenagers uh campsite's been ransacked uh and they've disappeared um yeah it looks then, like a bear's trashed it that it's ripped up their tent mm. and well you say bear but uh yeah. you know 
could be could be many things that have that have ripped that tent. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a is there a note on there? Is there a note in the in the camp at some point? I'm trying to remember. Maybe. Yeah. There's a lots of this, like you, a lot of the storytelling in this as well, like the, the sort of B plot, um, is told through going through like supply caches, um, Ooh. like kind of the the supply caches for uh, for the, the wardens and the firewatch crew. Mm. You sort of unlock them and you'll have little note, post-it notes and you know uh, notes taped up inside of them that kind of give you a B-plot between, is it Dave and someone? I can't remember the other guy's name. Ron and Dave? And they're having a little chat back and forth via these notes. And it's all very cloak and dagger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the teenagers have disappeared. Um, so that kind of goes away. Um and then I think while you're out fishing, this is like, well, I think a, f- a fire happens at some point. Yeah. So um, that you have um, to put out. There's a bit of a gap, isn't there? Because I mean, it's, it's a bit yeah. creepy then because Delilah almost says, don't mention that you've been with these girls, that you've encountered them, you know. Um, yeah, basically there's, the, there's a... Um, They've yeah, gone like missing. A mini cover up. Yeah, Ooh. so basically the authorities have said that these two girls have gone missing, and there's a, a you know a missing persons thing come out, and it's like, how do you want to deal with this? Do you want to say that you were the last person to see them? Do you not want to say anything? Blah blah blah. And like on mine, I said like that I've got to say I've seen them because that you know if they have gone missing, at least they can kind of track them. Ooh. And then I think so. The other thing we need to kind of talk about like that you and Delilah's relationship. Like you've, they they come become quite close quite quickly. They're very similar, um, quite chatty people. Yeah. And um, yeah, they've developed this relationship. She kind of doesn't know whether to, you know, if she says that you're, you know, you were there and you saw them because you threw their boombox in the lake. You know, maybe that might not work out for you and you might get sacked, blah, blah, blah. So, like, she's trying to cover for you. You know, it's like mm. a work when, you know, maybe you've done something and someone tries to kind of cover for it and stuff. So, it's it's all that. It's just a kind of like it, everyone's just trying to do right by each other, but also, depending on what you pick, you may do right by the kid, the teens, or you might not do right by the teens. So, yeah, it's just sort of ramping up this. There's always this ramp up of this low level. Not dread, but like you know, um, spooky. Yeah, yeah, spooky conspiracy. Yeah. Oh no, what have we got ourselves? Oh no, we've caused a situation, or we're we're part of a situation now, and we really didn't want to be because we just want to disappear because we're in the woods. Yeah, so that's start. That's that's just the the start of the slow ramp on the on the, on that whole situation. And then, yeah. like you say, overnight you get a call over the radio from Delilah and then there's the the um the fire at night and what's interesting is obviously like where this whole relationship between Delilah and Henry is gone there's lots of kind of um personal questions or they've got it goes quite personal quite quickly and um then you get this is this the one where she rings up and she's a little bit kind of flirty I was going to say horny, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think she wakes up and there's... The, I, I can't remember if this is that conversation or not, but yeah, the, 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 there's the there's kind of a low-level background kind of will they, won't they 
in in all this as well, which is mm. really well played. Like the voice acting and the way this is acted, I think is incredible. But um, yeah, for for the time as well, uh, for the, uh, the you know, 2016, did we say? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's all this yeah. going on. Anyway, I'll I'll leave it at that. So yeah, there's a there's a fire that starts happening overnight. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the next kind of big development is that you find um, a radio and a clipboard. Uh, it's got notes, um, which basically has your conversations with Delilah yeah. over the walkie-talkie written down on it. But Ooh. it's incriminating stuff about the teens. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely... Someone has been tracking you. Someone has been listening to your conversations Ooh. over the radio. Is it the man with the? Is it the man with the uh, flashlight? You know. Yeah, I mean, oh, 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 you find yeah, a backpack again. before it as well. I think you find a yeah. backpack as well. I seem to remember, and that's where you yeah. introduced to um, the previous. Was it Fire Warden? Uh, what was it? Yeah. Uh, Ned. What's it? Ned. Yeah. Yeah. So you find his backpack, you know, um, with a camera yeah. and stuff. And a clipboard. And a clipboard. Yeah. And so, and then you sort of move on to the wildfire and stuff, and radio. And he's fishing. This is when he's fishing, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, just got thing, yeah. and you have to remember, I think. In the game, you can actually see the Tower of Delilah. It's not like it's like she's she's almost there. She is a presence in that tower, so it's quite close. But you're never going to go there. Um, you can't get there because the yeah. the emergency uh, gondola to get to her yeah. that that's never not been used in years, and it's blah blah blah. Not you know, don't, yeah. don't cross over the ravine. Yeah, yeah. basically, don't cross but the streams. this is it. Yeah. <laughs> But you can see her as such, but only hear her voice yeah. and you're never going to get there as such. So, you know, yeah. that sort of enhances the isolation and almost like the desperation sometimes with the loneliness of these but two also, people. You know, someone's got you covered, but you've got to look after yourself because yeah. they can't come, yeah. and get, come and help. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think in this section as well, when you pick up the... I'm, I'm all right in thinking, guys, that like you pick up all this stuff and the backpack and... The, you find out um, about is it War TP Station because it's written on the top of the clipboard. Yep. And um, you find the walkie-talkie and you kind of work out that someone's tracking you and you both start freaking out because you, now you're very much incriminated in this. Mm. These teens go and miss him. And then is this where you get yeah. knocked out? Yep. When you find the note. Uh, yeah. The That's when you go. It's when you go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is that whole fishing section. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so you get clocked, cold cocked from behind somehow, and um, mm. black out, and then yeah, you come back to consciousness an amount of time later. Uh, yeah, and then again start freaking out because now you know that there definitely is a someone or something, and um, yeah, this is now where this this is kind of like the midway point of the game where the Paranoia really ramps up, mm. which is great. Yeah, yeah. You so also discover that you find. Sorry. So then after that, you find uh, like a 
closed off, fenced off, um, like area that's that's got some kind of researchy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's obviously you know field feeds into that more. Uh, you manage to break into that and you find like a load of surveillance equipment, and then again more sort of notes about you and Delilah's conversations. Uh, pretty much everything that you've said. It's very much like sort of a if you've ever seen like ET, whereas lots of yeah. uh, marquees and um, like you say big tall um, antennas and stuff, and you suddenly start think going down the hole, or they start suddenly going down the whole sort of government conspiracy. Oh, we have we actually been placed here as some kind of experiment on isolation, and you know blah 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 blah. They start kind of going out into their own wild conspiracy theories. Because you would, though. I mean, if you're in a situation like that and you didn't know what the hell was going on and you find out that these people are... Tra- like, someone's tracking you and then you find a load of antennas and a load of notes on you, you you'd absolutely lose your mind, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's where they are in this at this stage. They're just completely freaking out and just like, we need to get out of here, get something done, get back, just get Ooh. back to safety. Yeah, I was straight x And then while that's happening... Yeah, very... Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 And then while that's happening, doesn't Delilah see like a figure in your watchtower? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're you're definitely not at your miles away from your watchtower, but she's watching a man walking around your the watchtower and obviously they've set that Ooh. up with like breaking it a break in before. So now you're just Yeah, you're you're now convinced you Ooh. have a stalker. Yeah. And that pit was part of the trailer as well in E three. I remember that was like right <laughs> at the end. You know, it did all this thing and then she shouts about bit was in the trailer there's a man in your tower so it you know the trailer mm. itself was great and set that up and it's you know it's even more effective when it's like you're playing the full game you've got all that build up and there's a man in your tower and straight away you try to rush back at you mm. oh yeah yeah definitely but you go back you find a walkman taped to the, to the door that's yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah and it's got your a record uh, recording of your conversation on, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's because you have the conversation about in the um, sort of ET antenna area. Um, Delilah sort of freaks out a little bit and says, "We should burn it down. We should burn it all down." Um, and then you, you're kind of like, "Yeah, but it's too dry. It, it's dry." Blah blah blah. And then you say something is just as incriminating, and then that's on a cassette tape that's nailed to you or stuck to your tower. Mm. And um, now it just looks even worse because now the teens have gone missing, you've lied, and you're now talking about burning stuff down and that <laughs> ET area has now gone up in flames randomly as yeah. just as you've got back. I mean, it kind of goes against your job title, doesn't it? Yeah, warden. you're basically now in a situation where it looks like you've somehow started the fires or you're being negligent and not seeing the fires and it's made yeah. the two fires that do exist because you've got the big fire that's gonna, that's raging and like it, it's one of these fires that it's just constantly they're just constantly in maintenance on it they can't get it put out until it dies out so you've got two and fires it's, it's, now that are trying to merge it's crazy as well because everybody knows that we didn't start the fire this is it <laughs> it was always burning it was always burning, burning. Oh. Was the world's been turning Ryan started the fire Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Maryland, Monroe. Ryan started the fire! So, yeah, so now you're in a situation where a kind of 
you're in a frame for merging, like creating two fires and merging them together and not calling it in. So yeah, it's all it's all all going wrong. Yeah. All going very wrong. Definitely. Um what happens then? Is this when you find the body? No, no that's a little bit. No, that uh, comes you get right, the keys. No. That's right near the end, yeah. Yeah, you find a backpack with some keys that's alarmed. And the, yeah. the backpack yeah. alarm goes off. Oh. Uh, and the keys have been set up earlier. You go through like a little canyon. You find like a metal gate inside, yeah. which is for spelunking, oh. like caving. And um, you can't get in. And they say, oh, we lost the keys years ago. And then later on at this stage, you now find a backpack and it has the keys attached to them. So now yeah. you can go into this creepy cave oh. with the metal door. Yeah. Also, do. someone... Someone's been impersonating Henry, so there's been another lookout involved, you know. Yeah. So, like, the person's been, like, saying, Delilah knows the cause of a fire, so that's another depth. So someone's, the feel that someone is out to get them. Yeah, because she's also been asking questions about mm. who knows what, of the other towers, who knows what, and they're all getting concerned about her being, um, you know, slightly going mad and because she's yeah. been in isolation for so long and... Yeah, so like say you've got these, so that's all happened. You've got the keys. You go back to the the door to go have a look through the kind of spelunking area, and then as you go through this metal door, um, it gets shut behind you and locked. Again, creepy, weird. Uh, who 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 did that? What did that? And um, yeah, that, uh, I think this is. And then is this where you were leading to, um, Nick, about the body? I think so, yeah. You find the body in the cave, don't you? Yeah, of so kid. Um, you are told by Delilah at some point in the story that um, Ned had come out to the wilderness with... Uh, he wasn't supposed... Basically, he brought him out into the wilderness with him because Ned wanted to be away from everything, but he brought his son to try and train him up and kind of, you know, toughen him up a bit, and he wasn't allowed to bring his son with him. So there was, yeah. she, Delilah was covering for Ned, and um, started Ned didn't really want to speak to her but her son Brian who was 8 to 10 so, so 8 to something that were in the 8 to 12 region. he was an age an age a, a young boy um, basically she developed a relationship over the radio with the young kid and kind of you know got to know him a little bit through certain conversations and stuff and then apparently Ned packed up and and left and they were never seen again um the reason they were never seen again is because you then come into this spelunking area and then you find that um well it, the way it worked for me was is that just before this we'd found a, a an out rock outcropping with a load of uh, the son was called brian brian goodwin and his toy he'd made like a little uh, fort and he had comics up there and he was drawing um, kind of uh, scoot the no, wily coyote kind of schematics for how you would get this backpack off of this thing because it was hidden and you know how you would climb down certain aspects of the you know the the rocks and stuff and he'd mm. it, obviously been taught by there's like kind of a few um, like a Dungeons and Dragons equivalent board game that he's got set up up there and. It looks like there's some, is it crampons? The things you knock into 
pitons. Pitons. There you go. Yeah, and it's and then, it's because you find a note from him where he talks about how much he doesn't like climbing. Yeah. This so is he's stolen all of the pitons, so he doesn't have to do it anymore. Right. So his dad keeps on making him go climbing. Yeah, this is it. So toughen him up and get him kind of you know wilderness ready. And then, like you say, you go into this. Um, so you've heard all these stories about Brian and how great a kid he was, and now he'd, he'd gone away, and you re- like she's reminiscing, oh, he must be like 12, 13, 14 by now. He's probably just coming out of school. So you've had all this emotional build-up, sort of subtly in the background about this young kid, and then you come into this spelunking cave, and then you see that essentially um, Brian's tried to abseil down into this area, and... Um, one of the pitons is, wasn't basically nailed in hard enough and he's fallen to his demise. And you find him sort of as a, well, I don't know, as a skeleton. Skeleton. With his, yeah, with yeah. his T-shirt on, shorts on, and it's an incredibly, by the time you get to that point, it's an incredibly powerful moment because you just think you hoped he was okay and living a better life and then you find out that he didn't make it. And then you step out of the cave and, you know, you have to let Delilah know what you found. Because that's what you do. You you know, if you find something in the woods, you have to report it. Because that's your job. Yeah. And that's incredibly moving. For me, it was anyway. But that's, again, being a dad and stuff, it kind of... I mean, obviously, it is moving anyway. But, you know, knowing my kids that kind of age, it really sort of hit me. Especially the second time around. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, so what happens after that, after you tell Delilah, um, you know, what's happened to Brian? Um, I but the next day you do get an evacuation uh, order. Yeah, because the fire's spreading, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the fire's have joined and you, together. This is where it. you've picked up. So going back to the alien, uh, the, um, the, the ET section... You pick this is where you pick up the detector for um, picking up radio signals mm. it's used for tracking elk and the elk the tags have like right there's radio tags that they put around the elk's neck and then you sort of wave this detector around and it points you in a compass direction and you head towards it so this mm. is how you find the backpack with the keys and this is how you find uh, it, every now and then it goes off and um, I think so you you get the the two fires have now merged and um, you're basically uh, you've got to get out Delilah's been evacuated you've got to now get over to Delilah's side um, to kind of get together with her to then get on a helicopter that's going to take you out but then mm. while you're in your a tower the uh, detector goes off yeah and I can't remember what happens after that that is all from memory um, <laughs> he discovers um, a tape from Ned. Yes, that's it. It takes you to um, a tape left by Ned. Hmm. Um, and then that is where Ned basically tells all of what's happened. And then that's how you find out that it was a climbing accident and his son is um, basically there in state, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's left him there, nicked the key so no one can ever find him. And he basically lives, he's now living in, Ned is now living in the forest, living on his wits. Mm. So I'm assuming Ned is the guy with the flashlight and Ned is the guy um, ransacking your 
um, your uh, tower. Um, yeah. And it's all in service of basically trying to keep the truth suppressed about his son, but also, you know, not having to deal with it as well. Mm. It's, it's a it's a re- it's very strange, rambly um, cassette message. Um, yeah. It's, it's an odd message because part of it kind of feels quite dispassionate, but also part of it's quite moving at the same time. Because it's a guy who doesn't really, he can't resolve his feelings about what's happened, and um, yeah, obviously now he's had to move on because you know the, the the area he's in is now in flames essentially. So he's kind of you know he doesn't know what's going to happen to the body of his son. So yeah, so you find yeah you go off and you you find that tape and you climb up and I think what do you climb up to? You climb up to where he lived. He's in like you, you go into the the hideout and stuff, and then yeah, and then you sort of make your way back, don't you, to the, for the evacuation. Well, yeah, yeah, you find what do you find? So you find loads of stuff stolen, don't you? So from the government camp, the tower mm. itself, the girls, what is stolen from the girls, um, and that yeah. Delilah confirms that the girls are safe. So the girls have been found. Yes. So that, that shuts yeah, off. they've been found miles yeah. away, nicking a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. If I um, yeah. The government, like I said, were just tracking the wildlife, the elk. We're not doing anything sinister. We were just doing that. Um, yeah. And basically, Ned was so just. All these conspiracy to, theories you've kind of come up with are all yeah. explained away quite. Yeah. Quite easily. Shutting off one by one stuff. out there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. and basically like I said Ned, Ned was just trying to make sure that people were scared away from the area by making it all creepy, the ransacking the transcripts, everything so that he wasn't discovered um, mm. and essentially what happens then um, Delilah leaves on the helicopter doesn't she yeah, yeah she, she, she gets out so it's a lovely moment that you get to that bridge we were talking about earlier that wasn't working you can now oh. use to get across to her side to get to the evac point and then you get to see the alternate the other side of the conversation almost mm. you get to see like the, the more female feminine kind of dressed tower you know um, the outhouse has a welcome mat and this kind of thing and you go in there and it's a lot you know a lot cleaner a lot more looked after and painted and decorated and so on and so forth and then you just have like because this whole story is essentially a radio play between Henry and and Delilah about their emotions and how they feel about themselves and each other and how they interact with other people and the trauma that they're carrying as well this is it right so it's that is all resolved in this moment where you're now in her space and you're I mean for me it was like he was trying to basically say look why don't we start a life together because we've been through this together and you know we've had such a lovely relationship and she kind of says no that's just that was this summer and I need to go and do what I need to do and I think you need to go to is it Jen your partner and kind of resolve what you need to resolve before yeah. it kind of eats away at you. 
and it's this lovely moment of like the, the will they won't they that never gets resolved but actually no. it gets resolved in a way that you know that doesn't get resolved in the way you think it does and it gets resolved in a, in a much more mature and kind of nuanced way which I which I really love like the right like I think that's just something about the writing in this whole game that it's just so well written and well the beats of it are so uh, hit so well and kind of it's every every word and every kind of uh, phrase that they put into it that it's just just right it's just just hits that sort of emotional it's quite it'd be quite easy to write this quite plainly and just oh yeah I feel this and I feel that and I feel the other but it's not it's everything is laced with a, a second meaning or something underlying it and I, I love that about this game that that it's it's just so well done on so many levels on so many layers all the way throughout whether it's the like the writing and the, the audio or um, the way they place things in, in 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 plain sight for you to kind of get the get the um the idea of what's happening in the story yeah i just think it's yeah top to bottom there's so many levels on this it's wonderful but yes yeah, so like you say you, you you try and resolve this thing with delilah and um it's never going to happen and you kind of i think the helicopter comes and takes you away yeah yeah and that was that was your summer yeah because the game is does jump ahead now and then doesn't it like two months and so on day in day out mm, yeah it's not yeah this isn't all done in like seven days it's like a no 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 a, yeah, at least I know there's at least day seventy-seven or something. So yeah, mm. it's um. But yeah, it, it like I say, never really goes where you think it's going to go at any point, and it always turns left at the traffic lights at some at, at, at that inf, that inflection, that tipping point, and goes away. I I never expected, and yeah, it was just um, it was just wonderful to see that kind of, like I say, that radio play, like um, sort of come to its come to a climax. I wasn't expecting. Uh, but also in a way that feels really rounded and just yeah just right but yeah it was, yeah it was wonderful I, I loved it absolutely loved it and it's only like yeah, three like the whole experience is what like three hours four hours four-ish four, yeah, five, four hours I would say yeah so it was um yeah it's, it's like a lovely tight story yeah you know you're not you're not there for nine nine to ten or you know 24 hours it's um Yes, brisk, which I liked about it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, Mark. Yes. What did you think? Tell us your feelings. All right, I'll talk about what I liked first. Um, Great performance from the main two voice actors, Mm. uh, especially Rich Summer, um, who isn't a voice actor. He's a TV and film actor. Um, I knew him at the time this game came out, um, most for his character in, in, uh, Mad Men. Um, but he's great. Um, I can't remember the name of the actress, uh, Sissy Jones, that's it, who plays Delilah. Um, she's fantastic as well. She is Mm. an actual voice actress, so, um, great performances. It's a lot more, because this came out, um, the same year that um gone home dropped on consoles which yeah. is where, where most people would have played the game it come out of like three years earlier on um pc but this is the year that it dropped on consoles 
and there's a very stark difference between the way because they're both i guess you could call them walking simulators mm. they both drew comparisons with each other the fact that steve gainer had been you know involved in a podcast and website with the campo santo guys um it's a lot more involved and engaging in terms of sheer just gameplay than um con home is um tells its story in a very different way um i love the environment I love the relationship between um, between the, the two uh, between Henry and Delilah. Yeah, so this was um, um, what was it? Um, it was Ollie Moss did all the concept art for it. Yeah, and it's I a beautiful game. His stuff. Yeah, I, the, the the like the uh, I haven't been to the uh, American Rockies. So I've spent some time in the Canadian Rockies and like you know uh, beautiful mountain ranges. You know, um, the. <sighs> Okay, so my only real like hang-ups with it are, and it's kind of, it's kind of to do with the main story, but the main story was kind of inconsequential in the end anyway, because mm. the important thing, for me at least, was the relationship between Henry and Delilah. But this mystery that's running through the whole thing. It's like night. This like this like you know tantalizing Stalkery, paranoid yeah. mystery that's Ooh. running through the whole thing. I don't think has a particularly satisfying payoff. No. Yep. I think yep. that that is the main criticism of this game is the Ooh. ending. It's built up and built up and built up, and then it it is just yeah. That you pull the mask mask off the Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, protagonist and kind of you know whatever it is you know a villain and um, yeah, and it's they, not they, even they tell all. it's not even the ending. Like the ending is, um, <clears throat> I think it's fine. It's like the the game ends with the forest burning down, mm. and you know uh, the the one thing you the one thing we didn't want to happen happens, um, and you either leaving or uh, getting the alternate ending where you don't get on the helicopter at the end. No, okay. uh, and the helicopter leaves without you when wow. like, Henry decides to stay behind with his grief uh, in Ooh. in the in the forest um wow. yeah uh but the actual like the reveal of the mission because it, it felt like something really it, it felt like I was getting um uh shit <clears throat> what's the game? Um, the 2D sort of like point and click adventure on an island, bunch of teenagers. Oxen free. Oxen free. Yeah. I was kind of getting oxen free vibes. Mm, yeah, very much. I was so. getting I was getting both oxen free vibes and like uh, remember when um, <clears throat> when Lost hadn't run out of ideas yet? <laughs> yeah, and it was still kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. I was getting vibes of that. And for the the mystery to turn out to be, like, it was just this this like wilderness guy, who like whose son died in an accident, uh, and he doesn't want to find out about it, so he's just fucking with you. It was kind of yeah. like, huh? Okay, that's yeah. a bit of a shame. Um, and it didn't distract too much from me because like, it's like the the whole mystery thing was was just a catalyst for driving Henry and Delilah's relationship. 
uh, and that's that was the meat of the of the yeah. of the story for me, or the meat of the game, the emotional attachment to the game for me. But it's just I, I yeah. just wish that they hadn't that they stuck the landing on that bit of the story. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the big criticism that mm. most people yeah. land on this is that yeah, like it it's on a very it's a very very good game. I really enjoyed it. It's not the pinnacle of this genre. No, I still is. think that is probably uh, what became of Edith Finch. Yeah, yeah. What remains of Edith Finch? Not what became. What yeah. remains of Edith Finch is probably the pinnacle of this genre. But um, this is a very, very good game in that area. It's just uh, it's just that one little stumbling block stops yeah. it from being perfect. Yeah, very much so. But everything about everything else about it loved, absolutely loved. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Wow, cool. Oh, I was really worried then. He was going, no, hate it all. Blocked. I adore this game. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, no, I completely could go with all of that. So that's great. Wonderful. Good. Yeah, no, I loved it. Loved it. Like yeah. I, say, um, I just looked up um, Rich Summers IMDb and like, yeah. I'd completely forgotten that he was in LA Noir, but that's just because he's an actor and but he has since done uh, voice work for Half-Life Alex and Dota 2 so obviously the Campo Santo guys were talking him up when they got acquired by by Valve they were like this this rich summer guy good voice actor yeah like you say I think they were actually part of the development on Alex so they probably just said oh we know this guy and we've got got an in so let's get him on again Mm -hmm. yeah perfect brilliant yeah the artwork's amazing. I mean, Olimos, I'm a big fan of Olimos. I've got like six posters up on the wall, you know, and yeah. the way he based it on the, um, what they call the New Deal advertisement for national parks. You know, I love those type of posters as well, and we've got some of those downstairs. Yeah, there's lots bedroom. of his artwork just dotted around. Yeah, yeah it dotted around in, in, in the environments. Um, and yeah. also the environment, the 3D environment artist on this was um, someone who's worked on like stacking and costume quest and small. Jen, NG is her surname, so yeah. But no, um, listening to her on um, a lot of the because the audio is like developers con- commentary on this, but there Ooh. are little like kind of kiosks with cassettes that you press and then they right. talk about the work they did in these certain areas and like listening to her Ooh. sections where she talks about how they blocked out like how how they would point players to go down and do stuff it's just like yeah it's, it, yeah. it's on another level like you yeah really clever really really clever yeah, so, yeah. it's well worth I mean, doing it's... just just if you even if you don't want to play the game and just want to run through the audio commentaries it's um yeah it's well worth doing Ooh. yeah just use of colour really talented guys Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. It's yeah. funny how they tell the story of isolation, but people in isolation want to make contact with each other. So you've got Harry, <laughs> yeah. Delilah, they're, yeah. they're, they're all searching for isolation for themselves because they're trying to escape their real life, but they're still seeking each other and they get talking to each other. You've got Ned, who wants isolation, but decides to seek contact by this. Scary because he, if you think about it, the Ned didn't even have to make contact with anyone. 
you know, no, nobody would he's know. Just protecting, trying to protect is himself. Yeah, yeah. He has, he's so, forced. I think his situation is that he's forced into that um, mm. contact that he doesn't want to try to preserve the the lot the lie, however you want to phrase that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that tale on human human condition where we do need contact with each other. We are naturally social creatures. <laughs> And we do can't avoid it, want, even in the wilderness. Yeah, and we want isolation at times, but we're also gonna want that social connection. You know, and we we do crave it, and we are social creatures. It, yeah, it's a powerful tale. You know, about the sense of that. Mm. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. completely agree. Um. So I guess if we just run through the questions that we ask of everything that's going into the Hall of Fame. So why is this game in the Hall of Fame? Um, purely through the, the, like you say, that 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 relationship story that you oh. go along, and the way the master, I, th- I think the way it's acted is in, is incredible. I just think just that oh. that just for that radio play alone that you play through. Um, so like effectively build like a believable relationship with two mm. characters through snapshots of two yeah. months of of real time like you know uh, cut down to a four hour video game and mm. for it to be believable mm. and yeah. not just video not just like video game believable but like genuinely believable um, yeah. is yeah it's it's uh, expertly done. Yeah. Mm. Graphics, as especially well. considering this was like th- it was their first game. Yeah, yep, yeah. and possibly their last. <laughs> yeah, it's such a shame you. No, can't it's okay. See this the developed. next game, <laughs> the next game's coming in twenty twenty nine. Roll on twenty twenty nine. Don't yeah. forget, <laughs> look out for it. But yeah, the, the, just to know that they haven't been given that opportunity as a group to work on the, the things that didn't work in this, and then move it on again. With um, again, I've forgotten the name. The the new game, the the, um, the Egyptian game, but yeah, I would love to have seen that. And what they could have done with that, and with the lessons they learnt. But like you say, you'll probably see it in Half Life Alex, and you know, I've got to, I've got to play through that now and mm. see if there's any any fire watching there. Mm. Yeah. So, um, any f- games that we can think of that that Firewatch has influenced. Uh, I don't Influence. know. Maybe, maybe Half Life Alex. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, maybe Half Life Alex. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Valve was right so impressed by them and this game that they put out that they bought the studio so that they could yeah. get their hands on the talent. So, yeah. uh, I guess some elements in the Steam. I haven't played enough of uh, okay. uh, of Half Life Alex yet to. Uh, to see I, I need to jump in that I'll probably restart the game from the beginning mm. uh, and like see if I can see any like fingerprints if I can see any Campo Santo fingerprints on it yeah um, um I mean I haven't really played too many uh like of this genre of game that came out subsequently what remains of Edith Finch came out afterwards but not long enough afterwards for it to have been an influence on the development, I don't think. No. There was the second um, game from... Uh, they're called Fulbright. Steve Gaynor's old company before he left in yeah. disgrace. 
um, the um, the one on the on the space station, but that was oh Tacoma, Tacoma. Yeah, that felt like distinct um, and more like a, an evolution of what they've done in in Gone Home. Um, mm. I'm sure it, it it must have been a uh, an influence on um, on uh, any sort of story and on any sort of video game storyline where there are like two characters sort of forging a relationship in an unusual circumstance but it but that's such Ooh. an abstract concept yeah. that it's like it's hard to say draw a direct line between because it's not like a gameplay mechanic that's that's clearly been ripped off by another developer uh and you know uh it's in the case of some examples we've had with the other games that we've covered on uh, the hall of fame so i don't know i don't know yeah but I'm, I'd be surprised if it hasn't been. If yeah. if this game hasn't been, I, I don't know. If like you know, when a film director is going to make a film, Ooh. they'll make the crew sit down and watch certain films that are like, uh, uh, of you know, an influence on or at least like a flavor that they're trying to go for. I don't know whether game studios do that. Whether the director from a game studio will sit down with a team and be like, "I want you to play this game," because. Or, or whether you know they're, no. they're I don't play know this section happens. of this game because it has this Ooh. mood that I'm trying to hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know Ooh. whether that sort of thing happens. I don't know enough about video game development, but mm. it must it must have been an influence on yeah. other games in some must way. Be. Yeah, yeah. it was big. It was very well regarded. I'm sure it did. I can't remember um, whether it won any Game of the Year awards Ooh. that year. It'd be hard to go back um mm-hmm. i think that was before like the game awards was really a big big deal but like i don't know if any publications gave it game of the year so Ooh. it won um an award at the unity awards 2016 it okay. won best indie game golden joystick awards uh it won pc gamers best of 2016 for writing mm-hmm. um it won polygon's best of 2016 game of the year Best independent game for PlayStation Blog of 2016. Uh, Game Developer's Choice Awards for Best Debut and Best Narrative. Mm. Uh, It won a whole host of National Academy of Video Game Trade Reviews for (laughs) Peer Performance and Drama Lead for Rich Summer, Writing and Drama, and Game Original Adventure. And it won the British Academy Game Award for Debut Game. Oh, and Edge Awards 2016 for Best Storytelling. Hmm. Yeah. hmm. Didn't win anything for um, Giant Bomb, but it was nominated for Best Music and Story. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I mean, well, those those Game of the Year discussions were always very um, contentious, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, best. St- if you want to know what beat it in Best Story, uh, it was Uncharted Four. For Giant. Interesting. Bomb. Hmm. Uh, wow. Weird that it's, it's been seven years since that game came out as well. <laughs> wow. Mm. Best game 2016 for uh, Giant Bomb was Hitman. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, mate, come on. Yeah. Hitman 2016. <laughs> One of the games of the generation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a tough year. Maybe that game should be in the Hall of yeah. Fame. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the one to discuss mm. <laughs> I mean I think the story like we discussed it but it does hold a lot of respect for people suffering long term illness like dementia 
but also tales of mm. the hidden point of the actual people who are with their partners. The support. Well, so yeah. You know, yeah. the support, because, I mean, that's deeply personal to me, um, but also, you know, that's the hidden cost, isn't it? The, the mental toughness on the support people, the people doing, you know, and that's not belittling the illness of the person. It it's, would have been quite easy yeah. to just say, dementia! And make yeah. it a big shock value situation, and it's actually handled with such a great yeah. light touch. And like you say, it also factors in all the other factors around it as well. And um, yeah. you know, that, that, that's to yeah. be commended. Hmm. You know, so it. yeah, that's makes it more powerful. You know, with respect yeah, for Sean, for both yeah. people. You know, um, yeah. Like I say, just coming into that, like that. That is such a great first impression. That mm. whole start section. I know it's I know it's traumatic, but um yeah, that was the bit that like even now, like I it, it's the first thing I think of when I think of that game is just how how well that was done. And how mm. you know, how that drew me in. So yeah. Loved it. But anyway, yeah, like I say, I, I adore this game from top to bottom. And like you say, I completely agree with Mark about the ending and stuff, but even then Hmm. I don't think it detracts from the the whole thing as a piece. No, and yeah, for a lapsed gamer, there's no really consequences mm. of losing your life or anything. You know, you're not going to die. Yeah. It it pushes you through the story very gently. But you know, you know, there's no tough bits as such. You know, it's fair to mm. tell a story. It wants you to experience a story. So for a lapsed mm. gamer, it's almost like a perfect game to tell that story and push you through and yeah. you know four or five hours it's not going to take a lot of time how does it hold up in 2023 oh i mean i played it for the first time in 2023 and it was uh it was very good yeah i, yeah. I think again because it's so stylized and because it's like you say um yeah it just because it's so stylized in everything it does i think it it doesn't date because also it's set, like it says, it's set in like nineteen seventy, at one point nineteen seventy, and then like like nineteen, and then it goes on to nineteen eighty. It 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 never it never feels it's. There's only the occasional section where you think, oh right, okay, yeah, I can see why that would be <clears throat> in the past. But yeah, a lot of it, it, just, it a lot of it feels timeless. And again, that's kind of to do with the whole summer vibes, and you know. There's a kind of very nostalgic look to it, to it as well. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I I just think everything about it that like, holds up from a controls perspective, and like you say, the writing's so good that it it doesn't have too many tropes in it that you could go, oh yeah, that was that that year's trope for writing or whatever. So um, yeah, no, I think mm. it's um, yeah it holds up really well. Cool. Mm. Mm. I would agree. To be fair, yeah, um, yeah, very good. That was a unique story. Yeah. Uh, and finally, is it a good game for lapsed gamers? 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. Gotcha. Short. Short, sweet, great story. Accessible. No. Um, there, there are no roadblocks in this game yeah, whatsoever. There's, no um, there's no real. There's no real. Yeah, no failure states. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. no absolutely perfect for a lapsed gamer. Yeah. I would say. And it's quite reasonably yeah, priced. Yeah. Probably can get it for just under a pint, cost of a pint at the moment. So I was in various sales and, and stuff. And it's um, 
Yeah, and it's currently on Game Pass, so... Yeah, Ooh. get it on Game Pass if you can get Ooh. to it, yeah. Well, if, if you've listened to the whole episode and you haven't already played it, then <laughs> oops. Yeah, but if, if you have, and you, you like I say, the director's commentaries there, if you want to sort of play it through with that commentary and learn about some more about the game, I'd highly Ooh. recommend that. So, you know, yeah. not, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't lose out it, even if you had yeah. listened to this, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I need to play through it with that commentary on. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah, some real nuggets in there. It's great. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I think that about wraps up. Has anyone got any final thoughts on anything over uh, Overwatch? Christ, Firewatch. <laughs> uh, no. I like Winston the monkey when he came in. Oh. <laughs> no, I've got nothing left as I said too much on this already. So, yeah, I'm all good. Cool. <laughs> Andy, anything anything else to say? No, no, no. Like I said, it's just a highly enjoyable game, beautiful to look at. You know, some of those yeah. screenshots you could use as um, posters, you know, they're that beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, just Definitely. go and play it. You know, short, sweet, tragic, but beautiful. Cool. Good. Mark, anything else to add? Nope. Excellent. All right. Um, so yeah, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this. Let us know if you've got any favourite parts of Firewatch or um, if you've got any other thoughts on it. And yeah, Firewatch is our fourth game that's been inducted into the Laps Gamer Hall of Fame. Um, that wraps us up for this one. Uh, what are we doing next? Have we got a played episode? And then, no, it's straight into Halloween. Is that the next episode? I'm trying to... uh, Two weeks time, 12. Two weeks time, 26. Mm. Now, I reckon we'll have a played episode and then 26 will record Halloween. Okay. 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 So, yeah. um, We'll be back next week. Next time. No, next week. That's stupid. In Uh, a fortnight. In a fortnight, thank you, Mark. We'll be back in a fortnight (laughs) talking about some more games that we've played, as we always do, or games we've not played, if you are me. Um, So that's about all from me. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, And yeah, we'll see you in a fortnight. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.